Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. Welcome to today's episode, which is called Three Things That Changed Everything. So as someone who has been on the path of personal enrichment. (laughs) I don't love the terms that we have for personal growth, self-inquiry, navel-gazing, you know, looking within for several decades in my own process and also over a decade as a professional coach. I've gone through many different reinventions Some of the most notable were going from a woman who couldn't wear short sleeves in the summertime because I felt so much shame around my body to becoming a burlesque dancer and dancing and stripping across the stages of New York City, leaving my corporate career to follow my instinct around starting my business and becoming a coach. In that career, some of the crowning achievements were the retreats that I hosted all across the world. I've hosted over 14 embodiment retreats, and I'm about to teach another one. And the experience of, I remember writing in the bathtub one day about what I wanted my business to feel like and writing, I want it to feel like a romantic lover, like someone who takes me on adventures around the world. And that has occurred. And there are a few things that are common amongst each of these reinventions and each of these creations and manifestations of my dream, which is that they each involved coming to my senses. 
And what I mean by that is that I've been thinking a lot about what come to your senses really means to me as the name of this podcast and as the name of the coterie, the come to your senses coterie, which is a group coaching program that I just opened about a week ago that several of you have said yes to, and I am so excited to devote the first six months of this year to living slowly and sumptuously, but I digress. So come to your senses is a way of coming to the sensual and the sensory body, awakening to the enchantment that exists in the everyday, welcoming pleasure, valuing beauty. And come to your senses is also a way of coming home to the truth of enoughness, that what we're often looking for is not outside of us, but it's inside of us. And how that embodied intelligence is so much bigger than just our mental intellect. Coming to our senses is a devotional practice of coming back to the body and allowing your essence to speak through your body in how you create the art that is your life, your relationships, your work, your parenting, etc., etc. And so there are dozens of things that I could bring to this episode, but today I'm going to share three of the biggest steps in my path that are true for my past are also true for my present and things that I have come to deeply, deeply trust as I move into my future. And my hope is that they inspire you as well on your own path of embodying the art that is you. And so we're going to jump right into our gems today. And the first gem is investing in what matters to you which is often something ridiculous. (laughs) I believe that in the process of creation and manifestation and this path that if you're a follower of this podcast or listener, this path of trusting and expressing that honest, authentic voice inside, that in order to do that, and create a life that feels like your own, it requires valuing the undervalued. And I remember when I chose not to go to college, but there was a deep part of me that knew I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to choose a career or, you know, make that kind of investment of myself and of my parents' money. I just wasn't ready. And when I look back on that time, one of the things that mattered the most to me, where my whole system seemed to come alive, was around beauty and makeup. And this is still true today. In fact, I once worked in an office where the fire department was called in and we were asked to evacuate the building. And my first thought when we were asked to evacuate is my makeup. (laughs) Because I probably had $500 worth of makeup in that pouch. 
And makeup and beauty and skincare and the healing arts through beauty has always been a great passion of mine. And so at that time, I told my parents that beauty was my passion and I was going to pursue a career as a makeup artist and as an aesthetician. And so I went to school for that. And that became a very successful career, not only in spas and salons, but to go on to a management position at the corporate level at a skincare company. And I'm moved by the wisdom of Steve Jobs, who once said, you know, you can never connect the dots going forwards. You can only connect them going backwards. My good friend Julie told me this story that Steve Jobs, when he was in school, took an elective in calligraphy. And everyone around him kind of chided him, like, why are you taking a calligraphy class? And he was like, I don't know. I just want to. And Apple went on to become the first company to feature cursive fonts in their program. And that was one of the things that caused them to stand out and made them successful. And we all know what Apple's innovation, the effect that that's had on the world. I also remember the first time I really invested in myself in a personal growth program. And I had just started that corporate job a year or so before, and I had more money than I had ever had in my life, which was, I think, like two or $3,000. And I had never spent more than like $300, if that, on anything And this course was several thousand dollars and I had enough to put down the first payment and to set up a payment plan. And I dumped out my savings account and put the rest on a credit card and continued paying it off. And it changed everything. Every single thing about my life changed as a result of making that investment in myself. And I think about friends who have the latest phone and the latest TV and the latest gadgets and all of these things. And no one calls them ridiculous. And so just because something feels ridiculous in the current climate or value system that you've been taught around what's worth investing in, doesn't mean it's not valuable for you. And so a voice that I've learned to trust is, I don't know, I just feel really called. You know, when I think about the investments that I've made in my life, most of which were based in my own personal growth education, those investments that didn't really seem to make sense at the time have become not only the most internally valued as in precious to me on a personal level, aspects of my life, but have actually brought me the most financial, emotional, business prosperity relationships. And so that voice that says, I don't know, I just feel called. That, in my experience, is a voice that can be trusted. The next gem that changed everything is learning how to trust that voice that says, wouldn't it be great if fill in the blank? So 
as I shared at the start of the episode, I'm teaching a retreat in just two weeks. It's a Yule retreat here in Asheville, North Carolina. And during the pandemic, I haven't hosted a retreat. I've hosted retreats all over the world and retreats were a really big part of my business. And during the pandemic, I stopped doing them for obvious reasons. And you know, in the last year or two, it's been like, oh, we could, we could, but I don't know. And then one day I got that wild hair that says, wouldn't it be great if there was a retreat where we could celebrate Yule and we could have a Yule log and we could cuddle by the fire and there would be a spa day And it would just be a whole week dedicated to digesting the year past and welcoming the year to come and where it's a whole week to just slow down and savor the seasons through your senses. And within 24 hours, I had the enrollment page up and within 24 more hours, five of the six spots were taken. And every great idea in my life, every wonderful thing that I had when I look back on my life started out with the sentence, wouldn't it be great if, wouldn't it be great if I one day did a burlesque fan dance? Wouldn't it be great if we had a seduction retreat in New Orleans or in Italy? Wouldn't it be great to have a podcast where you could go and learn about self-discovery and self-enrichment, but not just through the lens of fixing yourself, through the lens of romancing yourself. And I find that the key to following that wily voice of wouldn't it be great? Because sometimes, I mean, I've shared about this many times. I am an idea mill. There's no lack of ideas and creativity on my end. In fact, I am plagued often by ideas that I don't always think through. And so it can be a little bit impulsive and compulsive. I've had to really refine how I trust this voice. But I find that the key to trusting this voice is starting where you are. So when I look back on my burlesque performance, my first burlesque performance, it was like, okay, I'm just going to buy the fans and I'm just going to schedule a private lesson and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. You know, the only person who knew about my fan dance at that time was my mom and my husband. And I didn't tell anybody else because I wanted to have an out until the minute my second foot hit the stage. (laughs) Like I could put my left foot on the stage and still back out. But the minute my right foot went on the stage after my left foot, there was no going back. And by starting where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna buy the fans and then I can back out. I'm just gonna take the lesson. Okay, I'm just gonna buy the costume. Okay, I'm just gonna rehearse. Okay, I'm just gonna submit my name for the performance you know, it was like, I only had that one step in front of me. Whereas if I had the experience of being on stage in front of hundreds of people, stripping off my clothes, right at the outset, 
I don't know that I ever would have got there. And similarly with planning retreats, it's like when I first started planning retreats to Italy, I would spend days searching for villas online and having visions of all the things that I wanted to do and the tours that I wanted to complete. But I knew that it all started with the location. And I also find that passion has its own carrying effect. So that idea of wouldn't it be great if is the voice of something asking to be born through you. And even though it took me days, if not weeks to find the right location for that retreat and to prepare for my burlesque performance and all of the other things that I've done in my life that were terrifying and yet have left such an imprint on my soul. It's like, while it took a lot of work, it didn't take a ton of effort. Passion has its own intelligence and its own timelessness. And so listen within you for wouldn't it be great if, because that may not just be an idea, it may be a soul assignment. And the last gem, the third thing that changed everything is doing the boring thing. So I remember when I got sober and my greatest fear was that if I stopped drinking, I would be bored and I would be boring. And I remember when I stopped overspending and really changing how I related to my finances and getting out of debt, my greatest fear was, well, but my spending is part of what's fun and passionate in my life. And if I stop doing that, like I'll be so bored and boring. Same thing with dating. I used to date really kind of compulsively and from a place of both objectifying myself and objectifying the other person where I was just going out to get a hit of validation instead of going out to have connection with another human being. And, you know, especially with a career in seduction, that was such a big part of my identity. And all of these things seemed like if I gave them up or if I took a different approach, I would lose my magic. And in fact, the opposite has been true. Those things created an illusory magic kind of like going to a magic show and seeing someone do a trick and being unable to see or understand what's happening underneath the surface. And that is one type of magic. And then there is that deeper magic, which my friend Veronica Varlo calls your wild, that partnering with the creative voices inside of you, that passion, that leads itself and may require work, but doesn't require effort. This voice of one's wild magic moves inch by inch. It is a long game. And in my experience, long games are boring at times, (laughs) a lot of the time. But whenever I look at the trajectory and the graph of investment, 
you know, the stock market, for example, it's like it goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And yet the trajectory is always rising. And that to me is what the long game investment of the unsexy, unglamorous choices that we make in order to devote ourselves to our inner magic is. And this is why in the Come to Your Senses Coterie, I chose to make it a program that was six months, a closed container with a limited amount of people. Because I had sent out a survey, those of you who are listeners may remember, I sent out a survey over the summer of I'm thinking of starting a membership. What do you like about memberships? What do you dislike? And the most resounding opinion was what I feel as well, which is that memberships can be a bit transactional with the come in, come out, huge groups of people, you know, kind of approach. And I find that creating real change and lasting results, which is one of my deepest commitments to you as a listener and as a client, is to only share things with you that I know really work because true change is incremental. And that's true if you are seeking to live a more sensual, sumptuous, savored life as we are doing in the Coterie starting in January, or if you are trying to make a change with your finances, with your relationships, incremental change is real change. And so don't be so quick to discard those gifts that come in brown paper and don't come in the metallic snazzy wrappings you might just find some magic underneath that twine. And so my loves, those are three things in my own personal journey that changed everything about my path. I hope that they have been useful and insightful in your own process of coming to your senses. And once again, if you are tired of the limitations of feeling stuck in your head, the way that cyclical, habitual ways of thinking and being limit you from taking risks and from opening to receive and from being able to sense and taste and touch the magic and the beauty that exists in your everyday. And you desire to be in the heart of a container where over six sumptuous months, we are elevating your energy, expanding your confidence, and drenching your life in beauty and delight to be able to experience the enchantment of your everyday. Come join us in the Coterie. You can learn more at alifewellsavored.com. There will be a link below this episode and enrollment is open through the end of this month, but there is currently an early bird savings that you do not want to miss. A thousand smackers in your pocket. And as I shared, results are one of my core values in my business, but another one of my core values is relationship. And so as you look at the Coterie enrollment page, 
if you feel called, I don't know, I just feel called to do it. Wouldn't it be great if I joined this program? If you hear those voices starting to emerge, and yet you're the type of person who needs to look eye to eye and speak voice to voice to someone who's going to steward you through a six-month experience of delving deep into your body, your desires, your beauty, and all of the delicious feminine arts that we'll be exploring in the program, you are more than welcome to email hello at schoolofsensualliving.com and we will set you up for a 20-minute intro call with me, voice-to-voice, heart-to-heart, vintage teacup to vintage teacup. Thank you so much for listening today, my friends. I so appreciate the opportunity to dance between your eardrums each week and festoon your mind with delight. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and I will see you next week. Ciao. For coaching, classes, and community in creating a lifestyle of embodiment, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful, confident body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to watch your first video 